morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Baer's Moving Markets podcast. It's Monday, the 5th of June, and my name is Helen Freer. On today's show, I'll be talking about the latest market news with my colleague, Mike Rauber, and then I'll be speaking to Menzel Pachinci, our head of technical analysis, to get his latest thoughts on the markets from a technical perspective. But first up is Mike. Good morning, Mike. We saw strong gains on Friday in US equities with all 11 sectors in the S&P 500 up. And the Nasdaq extended its gains this year to over 25%. Can you tell us more? Good morning, Helen. Yes, indeed. Uh, The gains were broad based. Even the small cap Russell 2000 rose 4% on Friday. The strong market showing came on the back of an agreement to increase the debt ceiling which President Biden signed on the weekend, and a mixed bag of economic reports that investors took well. So to the numbers, non-farm payrolls rose more than expected by 339,000, but the separately calculated unemployment rate rose to 3.7%. And on the inflation front, there was some good news in that wage growth slowed to 0.3% on the months somewhat reducing fears of a wage price spiral. So all in all, markets took that as a sign that the US Federal Reserve is more likely to not hike rates in June, but the probability of a rate hike in July rose to over 50%. And so two-year Treasury yields have jumped nearly 20 basis points since Thursday to over 4.5% this morning, and the US dollar rose against the euro on Friday. And the signing of the debt ceiling agreement that you mentioned will also have consequences for the fixed income market, as the U.S. Treasury Department is expected to issue in excess of one trillion U.S. dollars in new securities, right? Yes, indeed. That is what is making the rounds now as the U.S. Treasury Department looks to issue new debt to shore up its coffers. Talk is that this large amount of new issues could drain liquidity from the banking sector. And Bank of America estimates that it could have the same economic impact as a quarter point interest rate hike by the Federal Reserve. When it comes to banks, also be on the lookout as the Wall Street Journal reports that the U.S. government may impose higher capital requirements for the large banks. Now, at the OPEC Plus meeting over the weekend, Saudi Arabia have said they'll cut an extra 1 million barrels a day in oil supply in July, taking its production to the lowest level for several years after a slide in crude oil prices. Can you tell us a few of the details here? Yeah, certainly. And an interesting aspect there is that at the same time, both Russia made no commitment to cut output deeper and the UAE secured a higher quota for the full year. Now, Saudi Energy Minister Prince Abdulaziz bin Salman said, we'll do whatever is necessary to bring stability to this market. All of this follows after previous production curbs did not lead to permanently higher oil prices. And just taking today as an example, Brent oil uh, is pairing initial gains of up to 5%, with Brent oil up now just 1%, to around $77 a barrel. Turkey is also in the news, I see, with some interesting developments as President Erdogan is putting together his new government. Yes, uh, indeed, Mehmet Simsek was named Treasury and Finance Minister. Now that is interesting as he is an advocate of conventional policies and a former Wall Street banker. Stocks in Istanbul gained already on Friday as the news leaked But it will be now interesting to see how investors will take this development. So be on the lookout for some news 
um, from that country as inflation and a weak currency are weighing on that country's people. And looking ahead then, what should we be looking out for today and also this week? Yes, uh, servicing purchasing manager indices from a host of countries and Eurozone retail sales uh, will be released at the start of the week, so today and tomorrow. Uh, with major economies being very much services-driven, the figures will give a good take on the state of their economic activity. Purchasing manager indices released already in Japan and China showed both healthy gains, so clearly in the positive. Although while Japan shares are up on the news, China shares are not joining the positive trend in equities. So much like uh, we've seen in the last few weeks where Japan is sharply outperforming China. Australia's central bank will announce its interest rate decision on Tuesday and on Wednesday it is Canada's turn. And what might interest tech enthusiasts the most, Apple will start its long-awaited developers meeting today, which is always good for some share price uh, moving news. Um, that's also all from me and thanks a lot, Helen. Very good. Thank you very much, Mike, for the roundup. Now, Menzor, great to have you on today's show. Good morning, first of all. So what's the latest? Have you made any changes to your ratings recently? Good morning, Helen. Yes, we have upgraded US equities back to overweight. What does this mean? It basically means that the long-term outperformance of US equities, which started in the year 2009, is continuing. So when we look at US equities relative to uh, the rest of the world, to emerging markets, we are seeing basically that last year was a year of consolidation and most likely U.S. equities will move to further outperformance against the rest of the world. Um, so that's why we recommend investors to have a preference towards U.S. equities in a global equity portfolio. But we've heard that it's only the magnificent seven stocks that are holding the market up, right? What do you make of that? Yes, so there are two points uh, to this. So first of all, we have to be aware that especially in the NASDAQ uh, space, uh, market breadth is always negative. So this means that only a handful of stocks are responsible for the majority of gains. Secondly, for the overall market, we have seen an improvement in the sense that U.S. small cap stocks managed to rebound from their 2018 highs. So the rally, which we saw last week, and especially on Friday, where U.S. small cap stocks outperformed U.S. large cap stocks, is a sign that these stocks have started to uh, or have stopped to decline. And that's why the market breadth in the U.S. equity market is going to improve. And of course, uh, with its side on the next 52-week highs, the S&P 500 at 4,325, the rally or the market breadth broadening is a further sign of improvement. That's why we think uh, here basically that this uh, this uh, worrying about market breadth is, uh, is something of the past and the market breadth is improving. And that's why there is more evidence for a broad-based rally in U.S. equities. Okay, great. Thanks very much, Manzo, for sharing your thoughts. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests this morning and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We would love to hear your feedback. And do join us again tomorrow when I'll be back talking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great start to the week, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. 
please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Wealth Insights is a podcast series where Julius Bear experts discuss topics from a wealth management perspective. Whether it's starting a business, preparing for retirement, or transferring wealth to the next generation, our experts provide answers to the relevant questions. Available now on all good platforms, search for Wealth Insights on your favourite podcast player.